Hello friends and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the podcast of good news and bad news. I'm Joe. I'm Rosie. How are you doing Rosie? I'm okay. Well we just, I was just talking about pensions <laughs> and... Adulthood is so much fun. You it's... get to talk about pensions and eat cheese. <laughs> it's, we've had a very like middle day, like... Middle day, middle age day or middle yeah, class day. Both. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, so... Oh god, we went to the garden centre, mm-hmm. which I made. I made another you go- foot into the grave. <laughs> well, which I made you go to. I think it was along the lines of, "You will go with me to the garden centre. I will not go on my own." Um, and it's actually a very nice one. Shout out to Morden Hall <laughs> Garden Centre, which has got some lovely gardens. Um, and yeah, so I was just talking, just because our flat's a bit big, dirty rat hole at the moment we've, 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 we're accumulating little piles of uh, probably important admin yeah and uh, useless tats and we're trying to separate the two yeah and i'm just willfully trying to ignore them and i keep and, and so i work freelance but uh, it's all very boring but anyway i keep getting put on different pension schemes and i think i'm currently maybe running about two or three <laughs> and i don't know what any of them mean you're running a pension racket yeah <laughs> like they're all good you, you, I, you collect them like pokemon cards and i'm really glad that i probably won't be living in a shopping trolley when i'm 80 that's <laughs> great but at the same time i keep being put into schemes and i don't i don't i haven't said yes or no mm. <laughs> and i keep being told of the schemes i'm in and it all feels a little bit so that was pension chat. Thank you for joining us on pension butt. Oh gosh, it's just been. Well, I mean, to be fair though, we did something very different last weekend, didn't we? It, yeah, very differently tonally. <laughs> different, different mood. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if this weekend was like light jazz, then last weekend was like thrash, thrash metal. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like it was very hardcore, and I think I mean, if you met us, we're very, very, we're. <laughs> I don't know. It's too harsh to say that we're beige, but I'd say. <laughs> no, I think that's perfectly fair. I think that's the, I think we're the very, most apt description. We're very soft around the edges. We're very squidgy. Like. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just very soft people. Um, so we did a. It was a called Crash and Splash course. Yeah. Which was is ultimately like a total wipeout style yeah. aquatic obstacle course. Exactly. And it included the blob, which was my favourite bit. And so basically it's just a giant cushion. Mm-hmm. Um which you how how high do you jump off? Because it's like it's a good like oh fifteen feet? Yeah. Ten foot drop. No fifteen feet sounds right. It's about yeah. a story. Yeah. And so you so basically you jump off this platform at 15 feet yeah jump onto a big cushion which yeah. is really fun yes um although then... i landed on my butt <laughs> <laughs> i was a bit sore i know we well, was kind of supposed to you sort of like fling well then it's... you're supposed to because we had um uh life jackets on so you're supposed to land on the life jacket yes yeah, so so absorbs right. all the shock yeah but i just landed on my butt my uh... butt absorbed the shock <laughs> but the thing was that the lady who kept who was leading it who was like um like letting you go and think like i think everyone just kept being like no sorry how how are you supposed to land she was just like landed she was like yeah you know just like, uh, just on your back just kick your legs out and we're like no no just, have, just feel it out <laughs> yeah and we're like no no we're all quite land high. the way that feels right for you <laughs> yeah we're like no no we're quite high up in the air like how do you land she's like i don't know off you go we're like, ah, okay um and then so you jump off of that which feels great and then you shimmy down and then the person who jumps off basically jumps off and then propels you into yes. the water. So the person behind you in the queue jumps onto the big inflatable and it launches you up into the air. Yeah. And, and you then, land in the water. Yeah, which is great. I, I squealed. And that's always <laughs> a good a good sign of a thing. Um yeah. So it was it was it was good. It was no trip to the garden centre though, is it? <laughs> no. I mean we had a lovely ice cream and like it was just really <laughs> we gentle. We did and, have a lovely ice cream. It was gentle and lovely. <laughs> I was just saying that I just feel like recently and I don't know whether it's maybe like a result of like living in a city where you, lots of people do like desk jobs, but I just feel like a lot of activities at the moment, planned activities, have involved like big physical, physical adrenaline rushy, like yeah. like well, you, you don't have we don't have pee like we did when we were little. You have to, you have to make excuses to actually move your body around. And that the fact that we don't have pee as an adult. <laughs> It's one of the reasons why I was so excited about becoming an adult. It's <laughs> like, one of the highlights. Like I cannot tell you how much like humiliation and pain like <laughs> P brought to me. So the fact that I 
I'm don't... fine because I was in the lowest tier group, so I got to play ping pong. Well, so was that. I mean, like to be fair, PE like from the age of like 15 onwards was, the, as you said, like a walk in the park. We got to go on a trampoline and play ping pong, <laughs> which I don't know which health minister was involved <laughs> was involved in those chats. That's... I want to shake his hand. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Thank you for not <laughs> not requiring me to move around too much. I know. I wonder what if one of the requirements is like, oh, if they change into a PE kit, then it's a like. A then, it's PE. Yeah, then it's PE. As long as you're That's wearing like... shorts, then it's PE. I know. So we, but you'd just... have to sweat. Yeah, but it just feels so innately wrong to like change into a PE kit to play ping pong because it's like, oh, this is a game Doesn't... that you play in the pub. Like yeah, you don't. You can need... play it wearing jeans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you, you're saying that most people at the moment, are, if they're planning an activity for a group of friends, will want to do something physical. Yeah. I, I, like, I think when I first joined my current job, they said that um, they, they just organised a summer staff sports day and the idea made me like shudder. Oh, God. I mean, actually, to credit to my mum, like there was definitely a point where... Because you'd come to like the sports days and I get so... Like, because I, I don't know where I've absorbed this from, but ultimately, any sports, if I'm not amazing at it within <laughs> 30 seconds, or like I'm not like an Olympic athlete, I am immediately furious and cross. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't I gold medal level hockey player? Yeah, like I sort of, it's like a frustration with my own body of just like, why can't you do this? Why aren't you amazing at it? Which is so ridiculous because no one is. Mm. But, and also I'm dyspraxic, which I forget constantly. <laughs> and like, so people will just be like, hey, we're just doing this fun thing. I can totally do this. And then I, and then I forget that like my brain is wired differently and I go like, why am I just hitting myself in the face? <laughs> um, and I think my mum could see how frustrated I would get. And like, I think when I entered into secondary school, like she, we'd always just end up going on holiday. Oh, on sports day. Yeah, or she oh, just, that's good. or she just let me go sick because she was like, "You just get so upset. It's not even something that I think I can like talk you through. Yeah, <laughs> it's not something that I can kind of counsel you through, and that you can like." work through it and like get better it's just like you just get really upset i just don't think it's worth putting mm. more of this humiliation on you so let's go on holiday which yeah. i so heartily approve of although i got in a big argument with someone about it because they were like no you should have you should have battled it out you should have been there you should have thrown that javelin and i was just like but i mean come on i like, think i remember <laughs> the year at school where i realized that if i just didn't show up for sports day no one really minded yeah <laughs> that was a beautiful day yeah well it because ultimately it's the day for people who are great at PE that's their time to shine yeah and you don't need to be there like have to sit in the sun all day <laughs> yeah exactly like well if you did well at a maths test sorry to pigeonhole you into a maths <laughs> test scenario but like if you did well on the maths test well, you, didn't, you don't necessarily you wouldn't have I never got any medals though for being good at maths <laughs> yeah but you wouldn't shove like your A in their face <laughs> Wow. Eat it! <laughs> Eat my A! Um, and, yeah. But, no, this is the thing. It's just, there's lots of physical activities that keep happening. And, like, most of them have been great, but at the same time, like, I like the fact that my life involves lots of sitting. <laughs> <laughs> You've worked very hard to uh, yeah. build this life for yourself where you get to sit a lot. Exactly. I, like, I just, you know, I feel like we've evolved that we don't have to shimmy amongst the trees. <laughs> Um, although saying that, I, I'm, I'm trying to... So I got given some roller skates, which are beautiful. Um, and then that was followed, shortly followed by a slightly disastrous, if 90s, caper <laughs> comedy trip to Clissold Park on my roller skates, in which I fired across a tiny bridge so fast and landed on my ass so hard that about that there was like a radius of like, if 20 people were around me, yeah. all of them went, ah, <laughs> which is a wonderful sound. <laughs> Um, but I'm trying to like, you know, to be a complete hypocrite, I am now trying to like get back on them skates. Get on the skates. Yeah. When when you fall off a when you fall off a small bridge, <laughs> you're just gonna yeah. get back on those skates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. About a year and a half, maybe two. <laughs> no, year and a half. Two hey, they years. didn't say you got to get back on them straight away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, I've watched a, a YouTube video with a very peppy roller skater girl, and now I think I'm amazing I'm an, I'm an Olympic athlete I think now okay so, that's good yeah <laughs> and I won't get frustrated or annoyed <laughs> should we crack on yeah should we get some have some good news yeah well I'm, I'm talking about physical amazingness yeah <laughs> um I've got some good news you Joe could fly <laughs> like Iron Man in, oh so not just in a plane 
No, no, like as in, you know, he's got a special suit. Oh, he's got like hand blasters. Yeah. That pops him up in the sky. And basically, someone has invented a similar contraption. Oh. Um, would you like to guess how much you could buy this amazing Iron Man? Some Iron suit? Man hand blasters. It doesn't have. Um, it doesn't have the lady voice talking to you inside a helmet. It doesn't have a helmet. It does have Wi-Fi though. <laughs> <laughs> and airbags. So bear that in mind. Wait, so is it a pair of just a pair of gloves with no, you've, Wi-Fi? You've got a little. You've got a little like um rucksack full okay. of fuel. <laughs> so it's a jetpack. It's kind of a jetpack, but it's not using... I think it's using slightly different technology to jetpack okay. technology. Um, I may have seen your notes before you covered it with your hand. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, about half a million. Well, you're right because you saw it with your eyes and remembered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although this is my new favourite game. It's just like <laughs> basically getting a magazine, covering up all the prices of things and being like, guess, guess how much it is. Yeah, but I'm not very good at that. <laughs> If I was a celebrity, I'd be terrible at the price of milk test. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even know what a pint of milk costs now. I know what one of those four pint things costs. Like 60p? For a pint. Yeah. See, this is why we're being terrible <laughs> celebrities. <laughs> yeah. We're well, so disconnected from the ordinary man, from the everyday just... man, Rosie. <laughs> exactly. Like, we, we have no clue. <laughs> um, so it is 440,000... No, 444... <laughs> 440,000, yeah, you were right yeah. the first time. <laughs> I completely doubted everything there. Um, what is four? What is four? And that is a custom-made suit. That's dollars, not pounds. That's dollars. So how much that would that be in pounds? 300,000 dollars? So nothing. A pinch. Yeah. <laughs> a pinch of the cost. Um, you can buy it at Selfridges. Um, and it is a it is a custom-made suit because it is like so expensive. Sure. Um, and this was um, invented by Richard Browning, mm-hmm. who... I tried to find out, like, a little bit more about him and, like, what he did before, but all I could really find was that he was inventor, entrepreneur, and speaker. <laughs> speaker? <laughs> well, I watched a few of his, like, talks on, on YouTube, and basically, I think, he kept talking about how he was he would think about his designs on the way home from Canary Wharf, so I think he's just, like, a rich man. Mm, okay. <laughs> rich banker man. And he wants to, he's a rich banker man who wants to fly. <laughs> he wants to fly, he just needs to fly. Um, but also, it's quite sweet as well, he was inspired by his dad, who is a, an aeronautical engineer inventor mm-hmm. too so he's kind of like powered by that and basically this was kind of his it's kind of like his weekend project and hey moose <laughs> he wants to get involved too he has some real thoughts on some aeronautical physics <laughs> <laughs> um it, yeah so basically it was his weekend project yeah and he himself is like he does like ultra marathons and he's very um interested in like human feats and things and what the um, human body human feet human feet <laughs> though he's really into feet oh. <laughs> he's not he's not I don't know he might all be all his other inventions are much kinkier yeah <laughs> it's just like sexy feet gloves <laughs> The fly. Yeah, the fly. Um, he's not, I don't, he's a very rich man. I don't want to get sued by him and saying that he likes feet. He may or may not like feet. He just wants to live his truth. We, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he's very much in no judgment zone. I'm sorry, our cat just, <laughs> just poked his little head above the table and it was very adorable. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I am also in a podcast. I have lots of opinions about this important matter. Well, mainly, where are my biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got him some special cat sticks that he wasn't that into. But then I did stick him in this face. <laughs> okay, so where was I? So Richard Browning, he so as I said, he's more interested in like the human body and what it's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And I think he the way he kind of approached this like Iron Man suit thing was that he like the way we've always viewed um how to fly is by building planes and building aircraft hmm. and ve- essentially ve- building vehicles that humans get in. Yeah. Whereas he was like, well, what if we just try and make the human body fly with Basically adding on bits mm-hmm. and thinking about it in that way. How he allows the like the body to fly, what's made of his suit, is um, they're called micro-turbines. And Ooh, from what he was saying... Sounds science Yeah. Um, but they're kind of just essentially... They're on, and they're in a lot of um, hybrid cars and things. Okay. And they can... Basically, they can take... They can, they've got a lot of horsepower and they can project things very, very fast. And they're quite volatile. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and actually, he was saying that like quite a lot of people haven't really utilised this technology because they are quite like not com- <laughs> I was going to say combustible, not combustible, but like <laughs> just they've just got a lot of power and it's quite difficult to control them mm. and things. So, but, but he was like, "I'm going to strap them to my body." <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's got to be one. <laughs> yeah, and um, so yeah, so ultimately, over like the course of I think is he started inventing it in like 2016, maybe a little bit mm-hmm. before. And kind of over the years, he's basically using himself as like a test dummy all mm-hmm. the time, basically just adding on more and more of these turbines mm-hmm. and just like, just slowly... To be the fastest, <laughs> the fastest, highest man alive. Yeah, well, he has, he has set the record for the like fastest man in a handmade suit, jetpack oh, wow. suit. Um, he can travel it's a very there. specific category it's a very, I mean it's for him <laughs> uh, with or without hat <laughs> yeah exactly it is a it's it's his own category yeah so he I can... mean anyone could break a world record if they make their own category <laughs> well he keeps beating himself mm. and yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry when he's, especially when he's using his special feet invention <laughs> his feet gloves <laughs> Um, again, he's not, we don't know, <laughs> we are purely... Idiots. <laughs> yeah, we are idiots. Um, so he um, has set the speed record at 32 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So that's just him, a man, with... So it's um, so it's two um, micro-turbines on each arm mm-hmm. and um, two on his back. Mm-hmm. And these can kick out about 1,500 horsepower, which is like a car wow. on your body. So is he actually... Airborne, or was he? Was his feet all dragging against the floor? <laughs> I mean, I really recommend like, it, and I'll link and I'll link the video in our um, podcast description. Hmm. But there was a really good talk that he does on, and it's on YouTube, but via Wired.com, and it kind of shows the progression of like how he kind of develops it. Because when I first read this, read this article, I was fully prepared to be like, "You seem like an awful rich man <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to make a vanity like." a vanity project and you're charging lots of people just to like eat it up but actually watching it you just go like oh this is just a guy who's just he's like an he's an, an enthusiast he's an enthusiast and an inventor and like even he is critical of his own invention because he was the same because um each turbine drinks just loads of fuel so like for so the Machine can fly for about three to four minutes, mm-hmm. nine minutes on a cold day, which <laughs> <laughs> is good to know. But it uses uh, 40 kilos of fuel. Wow. So it's in no way efficient. So yeah. it, is a pu- it is a toy purely for the rich at this point. And he was saying it's like, and he even said it's like a grossly inefficient mm-hmm. means of travel. <laughs> but um, but he's now looking into like adding wings, <laughs> which just sounds amazing. Yeah, he just wants to be like... <laughs> He wants to be the fal- the falcon. Yeah, exactly. And like, he, so he's adding wings. So like, once I guess the idea is that you have the t- turbine, um, the micro turbines that will project you, and then once you get to a certain height, you'll be able to glide mm. and things and to control it. So yeah, he's a fascinating man. Like he's and he's very charismatic. Is he? Do you think he um, skews more towards superhero or supervillain? Do you think um, there's going to be a point where he starts just blowing up bridges and cackling? <laughs> um. I don't know. I would say more of a superhero. He's more like a super nerd, to be honest, because he just seemed to... He's not doing it to fight crime. He's just doing it because it's fun. So he's like a super neutral. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that he sort of just said like, oh, this was definitely just like my weekend project that everyone thought I was like... He's like, I didn't really tell anyone. And my wife was very (laughs) (laughs) sceptical. And I was like, that's very honest of you. But, you know, you can buy it now. Although, I mean, so it costs about £100,000 to make. Mm Mm-hmm. With all the parts, and that's like a cut, like, and uh, you can get it customized and things. Because mm. um, uh, he was saying that he, well, his first billionaire who came to buy it, kind of initially wanted different designs and all this kind of stuff. And you also get training with it if you do purchase it at Selfridges, which is good to know. <laughs> is it <you're> from Selfridges. <laughs> yeah, so you're not oh, just zooming man. off into the like into the space because he's saying himself that he can only you can only fly a certain distance off the ground mm. because. Obviously, once you're so far off the ground, if you lose control, you you can only travel so far up. Otherwise, you're just gonna like really hurt, injure yourself from the fall. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's I have to say the YouTube videos are quite funny because like when you first see him like zoom about, it's a little bit <laughs> underwhelming because it is about it is only like five foot off the ground, and you're like. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but then it does kind of get to a 
point where you're like going, this looks quite pleasant, just to like zoom zoom about. And he was saying himself that it's not an. It's one. It's the next logical step from the um, hoverboard things that people were playing around with oh, a couple yeah. of years ago. Which ever, very occasionally you'll see someone like bob about on them, and you're like, oh yeah, this was a thing that's like just died because but it was it was made illegal because they were treated as like a vehicle. Um, which, <laughs> which means that when you occasionally see someone zipping around, well, it makes it more cool, yeah, cool and dangerous. And edgy. <laughs> They're breaking the law just so they can look like a bit like a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> they look super cool. Have you ever seen one people on the ones where it's just like one big wheel, big in, be- wheel. in between their feet? Yeah, those are cooler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a shadow of a doubt in that. Like, no, 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 those are definitely cooler. Yes. No, 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 those are one hundred percent. The data's in, and it is cooler. Yes. <laughs> Richard Browning, the guy who invented it, was saying that it is really. He was saying that even though with these micro turbines they kick, like they give off so much power, mm. he was saying the actual experience of flying through them is actually quite pleasant and quite calm. And he was like saying that. Um, what did you say? Saying. He said it was surprisingly calm and not very violent. <laughs> not very violent. violent. It's a very passive and gentle um, and gentle. Nothing, nothing has gone well if it has to be described as not very violent. <laughs> that is not a good. That's not a good sign. I mean, there is in his in this video that I was talking about. There are a series of videos of him like projecting himself off the ground about two foot and then just like completely oh, falling, no. which is quite fun. So it's good to know that like even he's not quite good at it. But it's I think. The thing that I, I was also trying to look at as well is because the the suit itself must is weight is very weighty, hmm. and I think what he was saying as well is that like I think to actually operate it, you do have to be quite physically fit as well, which I feel like I don't know if you're a billionaire. I don't know why in my head I'm like if you're a billionaire, would you not just want a nice cake <laughs> <laughs> or anyone rather than a flying suit? Is what you've got in mind like um, a Doctor Robotnik um, like chair that you sit in that flies you around? <laughs> Exactly. Like, like if you're that rich, you just get a flying chair and just fly around it. <laughs> buy a plane. Why don't you buy a plane? Buy, buy a plane or a cake. <laughs> buy a plane and a cake. I mean, it is very cool, but I mean, it's not something that I think. Well, I don't well, think... it means we can all look forward to a glorious future where rich people can fly above our heads. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> they, can li- they can literally look down on us as well as metaphorically. I know. We're just like yeah, having. <laughs> Having Richard Branson zoom zoom about, who I think in twenty years will look exactly the same. I think he's like he's probably a robot man. Do you think? He's, yeah. he's used his money to. He's probably used his money to develop a clone system. <laughs> he's got there's loads of Richard Branson's floating in tubes deep underground. Yeah, and he just pops when he's when he gets tired and worn out. He'll just pop a pop into a fresh shell. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Do so you think it's in the same like big shed as all his virgin colas? Yeah, yeah. No, the, all the all of the clones are suspended in a vat of virgin cola. <laughs> yeah. That's the special liquid. Yeah, that's why they got pulled off the shelf because he realised their like flesh <laughs> keeping <laughs> capabilities <laughs> just suspended in brown horrible cola. Oh, so sticky. Um. So yeah, you could you could fly like Iron Man. What else? I probably won't. Yeah, I was gonna say, is there anything you want to know? Anything else? Anything <laughs> else? What is love? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> what is what does life mean? Um, oh, do you or specifically about the flying Iron Man guy? <laughs> yes, not just. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited to see some videos of this guy just zo- zooming about. Like zooming a... about. I mean, I'll show you later because I, I feel like it's not not the best listening just hearing someone being oh. underwhelmed. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Off he goes. I mean, to be fair, I think us jumping onto the blob. May have been more impressive. What? Although the pictures that your mum took <laughs> are hilarious. Because in your head, when you're doing it, you're like... Oh, I yeah. look so bad. I look like a Power Ranger just yeah. zapping through the air. Just zipping through. And then in reality, you're <laughs> just sort of like this sort of little kind of like shiny seal of a woman just sort of like... And then <laughs> being projected into the air. <laughs> Oh man, I still have like small little blisters from trying to put on the wetsuit. Oh no! <laughs> oh my, which I, yeah, which I think I then grumbled about for a long time. <laughs> it's too hot. It's stronger. Oh man. Basically, if you're rich, you can do what you want. <laughs> but can it make you happy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None of this business of like will. I mean, if you've got a jetpack, then that's yes, you are. <laughs> that is yeah. the secret to happiness. Yeah. Cool. So that's good news for people who want to fly like Iron Man. And are very rich. Yeah. Okay, are you ready to peel back the bread and get deep into the shit sandwich? 
Oh, <laughs> oh my. Okay. Uh, this, is bad, this is bad news for the U.S. Postal Service. Oh, what's happened? <laughs> what's going on? What's happened now? <laughs> oh bloody hell! For U.S. Postal now? Service. Well, from listening to other podcasts, I feel like maybe the stupid post stamp thing. <laughs> Go on, stupid, <laughs> stupid post stamp. Well, you know how like in other podcasts they're like buy stamps online. Oh, stamp, stamps.com. Stamps.com. That's what's the reason the postal system is. I'm sorry, I derailed. <laughs> I'm really sorry. That was not worth. I'm. I continue. Please continue. I'll. I'll. I'll listen to your words. How, Rosie, how are we going to get sponsorship <laughs> from stamps.com if you're just going to shit all over them? <laughs> well, they're wonderful, efficient. And we don't live in America. Please give us some money. In 2010, the United States Post Office issued a Statue of Liberty Forever stamp with a picture of the Statue of Liberty Mm -hmm. and said, Liberty Forever, along the side. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And a few months later, someone noticed that the photo wasn't the Statue of Liberty, but the replica Statue of Liberty in Las Vegas in front of the New York, New York Hotel and Casino. Really? So all these stamps... (laughs) These stamps have got uh, a picture of uh, the Vegas <laughs> Vegas Statue of Liberty. Yeah. The post office kept on selling and distributing these um, uh, these stamps, mm-hmm. despite knowing that it was the wrong statue. <laughs> They're like, it died. We've done it. We've done it's, it. Like, oh, it was tired. It's fine. Do you know how long it takes to design a stamp? Well, not that long, but it's just tired. Yeah. Um, in 2013, Robert S. Davidson... Mm-hmm. The sculptor who made the New York, New York Hotel and Casino in Las oh, Vegas yes. replica Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. sued them for copyright infringement. No way! Okay. So because the, the the USPS never asked them for asked him for his permission to use the statue, yeah, and because he made material differences to the original model, mm-hmm. he's protected under copyright. Oh wow! Now Davidson. <laughs> Uh, apparently made the uh, the Las Vegas version of the Statue of Liberty more fresh-faced, sultry, and sexier than the original oh, Statue of Liberty. And do you think that's maybe why they, they chose that they one? They chose that one because like... it was a sexier. <laughs> yeah. Slightly um, sexier than... Hey, sex sells. Yeah. <laughs> like... They ain't going to sell no stamps with old frumpy Statue exactly. of Liberty. Exactly. You know what sells stamps? Hot totty. <laughs> Hot bronze giant totty. <laughs> For some reason, I really wanted to say hot tits, but that is not correct. <laughs> I mean, right, I'm just going to take a break to show. Let's have a look and see if you can tell the difference between oh, the two. Oh, I do see. I mean, yeah, I do see it. She's probably more fresh faced in that she's not 100 years old. <laughs> and maybe made of a, st- like a. Like a a different material, yeah. Because like she's, she's a bit pouty as well. Yeah, because like so the real so the real um, Statue of Liberty. I mean, to be fair, because it was like a gift from France, wasn't it? Yeah, does look more French, like a pouty French lady. <laughs> okay, she's like, "Are you come here? Okay, you can come, but it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> and you say she was from France. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Not from Brazil via Scotland. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so she's a bit more. So she's definitely more kind of like, I get, and I suppose a bit more masculine as well. Like, oh yeah, she's got a very square jaw. A square jaw has old Libby. Yeah, and very like square nose. But yeah, the one in Las Vegas is definitely. I'm trying to think who she looks like. I mean. I don't know. Do you think there's a little bit of Jennifer Lawrence in there or something? (laughs) Like this is like like I I get it. She's gonna like she's a she's a sexier. (laughs) She's a sexy green bra. She's a sexier Statue of Liberty. I mean, ahoy, welcome me to the new land. <laughs> I, I don't know why my brain is not helping me out today. <laughs> ahoy, yes, I will. We'll stop here. I think yeah. we'll stop here. It's got a big sexy green, ladies. Yeah. Well, welcome to... Yeah. I, mean, I'm, I mean, it's just so telling that like, Las Vegas is just like... Our landmarks need to be bangable. Yeah. Like, you, like <laughs> all of they've our... given all on the round Rushmore replica. They've given them all like a big pair of tits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the Eiffel Tower has like a shapely bum. Like just around the back, it's like so where they like ironwork is. It's like a sexy thong, and it's just got a big butt. And then like what else is what else is in um, Las Vegas? Caesar's Palace. Yeah, Caesar's Palace. Um... There's just this. A centurion with his dick out. <laughs> they put a strap on on the Colosseum. Yeah, it really is the city of vice. Look at these tits. Look at this dick. Look at this lady. You want to sleep with her? Come on, gamble. <laughs> <laughs>
So the original Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. designed by a French sculptor called Frédéric Auguste Bertholdi, mm-hmm. which I've probably said completely wrong, um, there's some speculation that Frederick modelled the statue's face on his mother. Oh, really? Now, this is the weirdest part of the whole story. Yeah. Uh, Robert Davidson, who yeah. made the Sex in Vegas oh, statue, okay. yeah. said that certain of the certain features mm-hmm. of the sexy, the, the new sexy face, were modelled on his f- close family relatives. Oh, okay, that's that is strange. So, uh, uh, nearly a century later, over a century later, yeah, the creeps are being creepy about their. <laughs> About their parents, about, about their mums, about their relatives, and green. Yeah, I wonder what the what the connection is between liberty and like well, like welcoming people to the new land and sexy parents. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Maybe or maybe it's like a because it's like a motherly figure. It's like oh yes, yeah, welcome, come in. It's welcome. Here you go. Welcome. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like welcome to the new land. We'll have a president in. It's got all this sexy few... <laughs> democracy. Ooh, ooh! But in a, a few, and then like a hundred years time, there'll be a man who will ruin it all. <laughs> what do you think Trump's going to do to the Statue of Liberty? Do you think he's going to? Do, do you think he'll swap it around? Or swap him, but like have a like recast with a sexier face and yeah. bigger tits. Yeah, I reckon he's going to carve himself onto Rush, Mount Rushmore. Oh, do you think? <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe chip off Roosevelt and put him in there. <laughs> I mean, if he kind of, I mean, if he maybe he could work out that there could be some stand sandstone to make his like hair, because <laughs> I feel like you could maybe do quite a nice like his feathery. Or they would he would put himself on the end, but make it like neon and light up so it <laughs> overshadows the other. Thing or maybe just like him bending down and like setting fire to his farts into the into the president into face. the faces of the president. Like, but you know, like those moving neon signs. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> because I just I I mean. I mean, he's doing that sort of politically anyway. So I feel like why not manifest that in some form of like wild neon art? Um, is that that's that's not too is that that's not too far away from the the bad future in Back to the Future Two? <laughs> Was there a big biff? No, there isn't. Neon it? Is, he like, is he like smoking a cigar or something? He is, isn't he? <laughs> Oh god, it's just too real. I mean, it's just such a sad state of affairs. But you, you think that people writing Back to the Future are like, this yeah. is like a horrible dystopian future, <laughs> and then it's just like, oh god, awfully coming to light. But then, I mean, I was gonna. This is wildly a bit off topic, but it's my only Statue of Liberty story, which okay. I may, maybe I've talked about before. You tell me. <laughs> so tweet us out I, Captain Rowe so one St. Patrick's Day yeah one St. Patrick's Day on a snowy night no it was um, I got very drunk because that is the, tradi- the tradition, tradition yeah. and I found a sparkly four leaf clover pinned it to my hair and then went to my friend and, and then I started calling myself the Statue of Liberty okay <laughs> Welcome everyone, I am the Statue of Liberty. And then kept saying to This my... is more of a Statue of Liberty anecdote than a Statue of Liberty fact. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Imagine if it did loop round. <laughs> and and then... it's made from 322 girders. <laughs> Thank you. And then I passed out on the floor. And then I was sick. No. <laughs> um you know, and then I just kept telling my friend, like, I'm like the Statue of Liberty, but she's got a bull belt. Blah got a bull belt. And everyone was like, no, she Please doesn't. Please don't. No, she <laughs> definitely... No, number one, no, she doesn't. She has a very uh, well-fitting toga. Yeah, like, she's very she's covered. very contained. <laughs> yeah, and very, like... And number two, please please don't. Please, please, please don't do that. Um, yeah, so, that's my... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Statue of Liberty was actually built in... No, I don't know any Statue of Liberty facts. Do you know why the French gave the Statue of Liberty to America? Like, because it was a gift, wasn't it? I don't know exactly why. It was a gift. I think it's just like, it's kind of the done thing that ambassadors give other countries gifts. Mm. But I think part of it was, I don't think there was a democracy in France at the time. Oh, okay. I think it was a bit like, here, have this. Isn't democracy good? Uh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, in America, they didn't have democracy. Or... In the In France. In France. Part of the rationale behind having a monument to liberty was a bit to be to, to try and inspire the people at home oh. to follow a course of liberty. Oh, of course, that's really interesting. So the Statue of Liberty has a thirty-five foot waistline and a, and shoe size eight hundred and seventy-nine. Oh, there's uh, some some big Crocs, <laughs> big Crocs for the lady. Some big feet, you know who'd be into them big feet? Oh, uh, a, a certain flying man. If you see. <laughs> 
if we saw him like hover, like <laughs> hovering over, over the feet of Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Once again, this is pure conjecture. <laughs> we don't know. He seems like a very clever, nice man. <laughs> hey, you can be clever and nice and also have a thing for feet. <laughs> So the uh, United States Postal Service, mm-hmm. they printed over 10 billion of these erroneous stamps. 10 billion? And sold 5 billion of them. Well, so they got like just 5 billion wrong stamps. This is the biggest, no, 10 billion incorrect stamps. Oh, And then wow. they sold 5 billion of them in total. So this is the biggest ever mistake on a postage stamp. Whoa, that's crazy. So, how, so, is, so is this still ongoing? Is he still trying to sue them? The reason this is news is in July, mm-hmm. the, a judge ordered that the USPS pay Davidson $3.5 million. Really? I thought it would have been a bit more because it's such a kind of colossal... That's like... That's, that's a huge mistake. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the post office doesn't have <laughs> that much more to give in this day, age of emails, am I right? And oh. Snapchats and... <laughs> Slack. Oh, I thought you were going to go into a launch of uh, stamps.com. Uh... Yes, I can. <laughs> if you want a stamp, no. Wait, wait until they're going to pay us and then we'll <laughs> flog their stamps. But also, yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's such a huge fuck up. So, yeah, the biggest, the, the biggest, the largest run of erroneous postal stamps ever. Oh, wow. But then, to be fair to like, the post service, even though they said Liberty Forever, they could have been talking about the, li- the Statue of Liberty in Las Vegas. They yeah, but they didn't, they didn't, um, oh, get, they didn't, the, they didn't get the rights to still... using that in that statue ah. from the sculptor. I mean, okay, I'm sure the sculptor is a fine man. But at the same time, like, I never get why people, like, try and sue, like, companies. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the US Postal Service and things like that. And you just go, like, why sue them? They're obviously, like, providing a service that is needed yeah. and is good. I don't know. I just always find it, like... So, for instance, if someone, like tried to sue the NHS or something like that, and you just go like, oh, mate, like... Come on. Come on, they're having a hard time as it is. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but then again, I, I do understand, but I just feel like there's, like, a small... He was It's also... a bit of a get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah, and, like, and also he... It's opportunistic. Well, exactly, and it's not like it's a totally unique, original piece of art. It was, like, him trying to recreate, like... He's depicting a sexy. <laughs> no, sac- but because he gave her a sexy face, he made it. He put his own spin on it, so it's protected by copyright. But it's the fact that you're trying to find integrity after like sexing up a landmark. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we're, like if we had like Stonehenge, but again, someone put some tits on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I didn't. I mean, well, apparently that's where the money is <gasps> these days. Oh yeah. So that's bad news for the United States Postal Service. Nice. Brought low nice. by a sexy green. Liberty lady. <laughs> Liberty or law? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I panicked. I thought I thought my brain would deliver and it didn't deliver. <laughs> A bit like the post service. Zing. Ah, good. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it's bad news for fashion lovers. Fashion. 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 Ooh, fashion. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so skimming, like, copyright law there, aren't we? Oh, fa- oh fashion. fashion. Turn to the right. <laughs> no, he does say turn to the right, doesn't he? I have no idea. Turn to the left. Fashion. All right. So it's bad news for... <laughs> so you're saying, you're telling me that it's bad news for fashion lovers, you say? Oh, fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, this week, Burberry, it's been revealed that Burberry has, for the last year, has burned unsold clothes, accessories and perfumes to the value of £28.6 million. Pounds. Burned them? Yeah. It's very dramatic. Burned them. They're dead to us. It's fashion. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very overdramatic fashion types. It's very seriously. So the reason why they destroy and, bur- and burn the clothes is because, um... They want to protect the brand, right. and um, because so. Probably... I guess there's no way of unmaking the patterns if you want to recycle them. Yeah, exactly, mm. and it's actually really interesting because um, basically there's this thing that's called like a fashion paradox, um, which is where you're in another universe. No, <laughs> and <laughs> everyone fashionless. looks fashion. Everyone's wearing. Um... Signature pieces. Yeah, everyone's just wearing amazing couture. Um, no, it's um, it's to do with the kind of the business element of it. And basically, 
to satisfy shareholders within mm-hmm. the company, they have to kind of make it be seen that they're they're selling loads and they're like they're producing lots of stuff so mm-hmm. they can sell it. But the downside of it is is that like the more that they produce, it actually it actually devalues the brand because if they can't sell it, then they you know other companies would resell it mm. onto kind of places kind of like TK Maxx or right. it's it's kind of it can be stolen it can be counterfeited so it kind of basically it devalues the brand so they're kind of stuck in this weird place of like we have to produce and yeah. we have to like make all this stuff but we have to if we don't sell it ourselves then we yeah. can't let anybody else get their hands on it yeah exactly and that's mainly due to the fact that like it's about it's probably about nearly 20 years ago 15 years ago because there was the boom in kind of Burberry branding especially mm-hmm. that tartan and it became like so it was like initially very fashion, like very fashionable, but then kind of been kind of got co-opted into like the chav look. So mm. like that kind of classic Burberry pattern. Um, like I think it was like Daniela Westbrook who was in EastEnders. She was in EastEnders. She played Peggy Mitchell's daughter. Okay. <laughs> um, and so she kind of like very famously wore like head to toe Burberry um, tartan, and it just kind of became synonymous with like kind of low market kind of like a chavvy look right so they Burberry kind of like have, since then have just tried to kind of like reclaim back to the fact that they're like a luxury no it's luxurious yeah we're a luxury brand no 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 we don't want the riffraff wearing our clothes it's <laughs> okay. fine it's fine yeah so they've just kind of just trying to be it seems, it seems like so counterintuitive to like turn your back on an existing market because you want a different one well, exactly. we don't want you we don't, yeah. we don't want you buying our stuff well I think the reason why we don't want your money <laughs> I think the reason why they kind of turn their back on it is because Yes, there was like maybe one percent of that market was actually buying legit Burberry, but actually everyone else was buying oh, like counterfeit. Was buying counterfeit mm-hmm. and things like that. So they're kind of in this like tricky situation of like, oh, but whatever, we're doing all of our stuff and our branding, but actually we're losing money because actually they're not buying it from us because it's just being reproduced. Mm. And then I tried to look into like where the Burberry tartan came from, and it's basically just um the family. So Mr. Burberry, who started right. who started Burberry back in the day, he's called Thomas Burberry, and basically it's his like family his pattern. His family pattern, really interesting. Yeah, and so he's become like co opted and become this huge cultural like touch point that everyone yeah. recognises. And it's so and it's so interesting because actually like I was thinking about like how recently in fashion well I used to be much more into fashion than I am now, but there does seem to be this kind of like renaissance of like people wearing like early 2000s fashion. Okay. And like, so I think maybe, I don't know whether this is me hypothesizing. I don't know if this is fact, but I wonder whether like Burberry's in a bit of a, like a bit of a state at the moment because then it's like the old chavvy looks coming back and we can't have it come back. No. So I don't know whether they're Hmm. responding to that maybe. Um, But it's kind of actually destroying stock in this way in this fashion in this sort of fashion paradox is actually very very common and it's really? not yeah and it's not only in Seems fashion so wasteful. It, well it is and Greenpeace aren't happy about Ooh, it no. which I've made my note here oh I see Greenpeace <laughs> not happy yes you're right <laughs> Um, and they're just saying like it's wasteful and also like burning lots of stuff is not great for the environment although Burberry have sort of um, put out a statement saying that when they have burnt their their stock and their stuff that they have captured that energy, so therefore it's green. I don't know what that means. Mm, it's probably better than putting it in a landfill, but not by a great deal. Well, yeah, this is kind of like it's a sort of split thing, and also it's just sort of, and also you know there's an argument to be made of just like we'll just. Make... And if it's in a landfill, then all the all the bloody chavs, <laughs> all those all those plebs can just go and dig around yeah, in it and put can... their hats on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want that, do we? No. Dig, they can dig around or steal some bags, steal some perfume. Um, but I mean, ultimately, it kind of comes down to just like just make less stuff. But then you get stuck in the in the paradox yeah, the, because you, you have to keep the shareholders happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you have to be like, well, look how much we're, we're we're selling. And also, really weirdly, out of this story, so obviously it's like quite a like tantalising headline of like Burberry burned twenty eight point six million worth of stuff. But actually, like their last financial year, they actually things were on the up because right. um because in the bid to sort of make their 
brand more luxury brands they're kind of keeping it up there with like chanel and dior mm. they've actually started closing down shops that are not in as desirable areas so like okay. keeping it to sort of like mayfair and well, isn't, that, isn't that a strategy of the luxury brand to be like you have to come to our headquarters in our shop there's one and it's on the moon yeah you, you have to be able to get into a private shuttle and blast up there and only then can you buy our product yeah exactly. only for special moon people i know exactly it's just like it's only for like the elite yeah um but it's so but it again looking back at like how like Burberry was founded um interestingly the, in the first world war the soldiers were wearing Burberry trench coats really and that's why they're called trench coats wow that's really cool yeah it's really cool and like uh, Thomas Burberry basically founded this kind of clothing company and he invented the gabardine and like what's uh, the gabardine so it's basically like a you um, know how bad I am with clothing <laughs> terms so it's essentially what's the gabardine <laughs> is it a kind of fish is it a tasty fish what's Burberry doing making tasty fish for you got a... It's not. Can't wear it. Can't wear it. Fish. Well, what's a gabardine? So it's basically a a waterproof jacket, like that's kind of for like shooting and hunting. Like a, a parka. Yeah, basically. Call it a parka. <laughs> it's a different style, different cut. So it's just kind of interesting that like when this was first founded, it was kind of like it was very much set up as like a gentleman outfitters for like doing hunting and shooting and fishing and then sure and then if it, it's got its roots in Scotland, then that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so it's kind of like started off as like being quite quite practical, but then also he Thomas Burberry was also kind of very canny and knew that like if you got certain like lords and like fancy people to wear his clothes, then that would sell more. So yeah. it's kind of, it has... Everyone wants to look like the lords and the fancy people. <laughs> yeah. The top style, like, top style icons of the day. Yeah, so in a way, Burberry's kind of always been, has been kind of more for the elite, but it's just really interesting that it was kind of actually started off as being something that was a little bit more practical. Hmm. Yeah, so going forward in time, it's now it's now become, like, you know, now it is this like big luxury, like fancy brand and... Um, Christopher Bailey, who was like the head designer of it, was like a very, very big part of like making it quite like a swanky brand. Mm. So like you know, in the last like few years, there's been quite like slightly pretentious like Christmas Burberry adverts where like Brooklyn, no, not Brooklyn, Romeo Beckham's been like dancing around in the snow. Is there one where they're jumping in slow motion? Yeah, and all the glitter's falling down. Yeah, exactly. So it's mm-hmm. kind of just, and I think and everyone wants to jump in slow motion. Brands, with the reason why this yeah. is broken is because it's a British brand, so it, like people like go, oh Burberry, and also like. But I think other big companies like Chanel and Dior do it as well. I think it's quite right. common practice. But um, it's quite a shocking headline. Yeah, exactly. But again, it just seems so mad that it's like, it's yes, they've lost this much money in burning their clothes, but they have also, they actually have seen a five percent rise in their profit. Yes. Which is just mad. Do you know what I mean? It just seems like it's yeah. just, just it's such. I mean, so it shows that you can choose which bit of data to focus on and completely spin the story. Exactly. And uh, Richmond, who make um, Cartier and Montblanc watches, yep. they have also had to, in the past, they've had to buy back four hundred and eighty million euros worth of their watches. Wow. Which again, they can buy it back, but they can't really recycle very much of it. <laughs> And like, sorry, I I was my I I was so nearly said that's a lot of TikTok, <laughs> and then I realised how idiotic that sounded. So I, I said, well, but I said it anyway. I know you had a little glint in your eye. And I was just like, what's what you what have you thought? What's going on? <laughs> that's a lot of TikTok. Well, they were saying that like they can't recycle a lot of it. They can keep some of the parts like re put into other ones, but other than yeah, that, then it's just Yeah, I watches like... a bit more so like you could, in theory, just take them apart and use the bits. Yeah, but then... Maybe not. But I think once they've been... I think when you're kind of maybe dealing with metal, I don't know whether they can just be recast. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't researched that, but it's yeah. If, if you've um, if the actual watch itself is is a different model and shape and mm. completely rebuilt, then it probably can't just take old bits and pop them in. Yeah, exactly. Because also as well, because it's a luxury brand, the people who are buying it want something that's. Do you they, don't, know they don't want any old watch. They yeah, they the don't newest, want something hottest that, watch. Yeah, they don't want something that's and that's recycled. They so, won't just have any old TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> they want prime TikTok. Um, yeah, so. Bad news for fashion lovers. Mm, and the environment. And the environment. But, I mean, good news for Burberry because they they've, have just they have made money. money. So, yeah. I think an interesting story. Good <laughs> and bad news. All of these stories are good, can be spun as good news for some people and bad news for other people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to do um, bad news for the dairy industry because of Brexit. But then 
I started looking into it and it like it made you sad it made you hungry it was both and like everything with Brexit as soon as you start reading into it it is so tedious and so boring (laughs) and it makes you so angry into why like we are in the state that we are and people are trying to like undo the most boring piece of legislation and trade agreements you're just like why would anyone this is madness (laughs) and it's over cheese do you know what I mean like it's not even about like trading in cars or like things that sort of have like I don't know do you know what I mean things that sort of have like proper kind of like economic sort of hey the cheese has got a huge economic there's gonna be a huge economic when people can't get their baby bells that's true no, but, oh. Tesco's will fall. <laughs> Didn't even think of that. No baby bells. I mean, the... oh, I, don't, I don't know where baby bells are produced. That could um, assume you, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But it's also that we can't try. We can't send them our cheese. We can't send them our cheese. Our sweet cheddars. They don't get them. <laughs> our sweet cheddar. Our wonderful butter. Oh. Oh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, as a side note, read about that yourselves because I yeah, started. Go read about cheese in your own time. Jesus Christ, I you can't do everything for you. Lost the will to live, <laughs> <laughs> and also, oh yeah, no, it's just it's a whole world of pain because also I started looking at like how many people had resigned from the Brexit, Brexit negotiations, and it's like nearly ten people who were like, and they're like the important people, and you're just like, fuck. It's a big pile of shit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I always take these these podcasts to like a nihilistic kind of like. What's the point? <laughs> Why? What does it all mean? Well, if I can't have my cheese and my live. <laughs> I mean, I have gone into in depth talk, chats about how much I love cream. <laughs> have I talked about you? You a lady who likes a cream? Yeah. We know this of you. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend that. It's a fact. Own it. Live it. Live your truth. I mean, I do feel a bit guilty because dairy, the dairy industry isn't good for the environment, is it? Mm, that's not great. So tell me good news, Joe. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping on the topic of fashion, mm-hmm. it's good news for brooches. Oh, okay. So the Queen mm-hmm. got a lot of brooches. She... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Where can we find us on social media? Uh, uh, so the Queen loves a brooch. Yeah, it's her favourite thing. Like when <laughs> it's very common for people to gift her brooches when foreign dignitaries come to town. They will okay. often give her a new brooch, mm-hmm. and she will like she has a meticulous collection of the finest brooches. Of course, she does. Uh, so as you know, Donald Trump came to town quite recently. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Just everyone oh. seems very calm and rational about it, and I think we dealt with it with grace and humility. <laughs> nah, fuck him. I'm glad we did what we did. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what we did. So you make it sound more serious than it is. I'm sorry. That made me sound like I poisoned him. He <laughs> did a poo in his shoe. <laughs> I'd happily do a poo in his shoe. I do often. Like, try and think about, like, how good it would be if Donald Trump would die. Oh, God. <laughs> like, well, I know that sounds really big, but I'm just... Uh, anyway, maybe cut that bit out. Because <laughs> if he does get assassinated, I'm first... Not first. I'm not first. I, would, I don't think it would be great, because Mike Pence would be president. I think, <laughs> I think, I think he's more right-wing. Yeah, I know. Some people think that the Queen was sending Donald Trump coded messages... Through her brooches. Oh, please tell me more. This <laughs> sounds incredible. <laughs> so this is a theory by Twitter user Samurai Knitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we know, the Queen loves a brooch. Yeah. Uh, and when she she does a lot of public events, yeah, does does old Queenie. She'll very often very carefully choose her brooch so it's appropriate to the occasion. to the event, to the yeah. occasion. Yeah. So when she's visiting a military unit, she'll wear a brooch that's symbolic to that specific regiment. Oh. And if she's visiting a foreign dignitary, yeah. she'll wear a brooch that was a present from that country oh, or from cool. that ambassador. Yeah. Uh, so she wore three brunches. She had three brunches. She, she, <laughs> I mean, she's, the also, queen, she's got a lot of brooches and she loves a brunch. <laughs> she had three brunches and three brooches. That's a lot of avocados. It's <laughs> uh, a lot of bottomless bellinis. Sorry, I really want that to become a podcast slogan. And that's a and lot. That's a lot of and that's a lot of avocados. <laughs> that's a whole lot of avocados, Mister. It's a whole lot of TikTok. Sort of. Yeah. Um, so she wore three brooches. She wore three brooches. The when Trump arrived, mm-hmm. she wore a brooch that was gifted to her by the Obamas. 
Oh no, she didn't! <laughs> oh. <laughs> but specifically, it was a brooch that was given to them. It was supposed to be very symbolic of her, her um, not just a present from the America, it was specifically a gift of friendship from the Obama family themselves. Oh, nice! And oh. Uh, as we know, Trump takes an Obama. Oh, he does. He's not a fan. <laughs> oh, but that's so lovely of the Queen. I mean, like, oh. Oh, I mean, you gotta love her. I mean, because to be fair, like as the queen, obviously you can't you can't be political. You no, you be... can't. You can't be. Uh, you can't be explicitly biased in any political direction. Yeah, which is why she has to have all her secrets, <laughs> secret brooch, brooch coded messages. Oh, I love it. Okay, tell me more. Tell me more. Do you know brooch, brooch number two? Yeah, brooch number two. Yeah. So on the second day, mm-hmm. she wore a brooch that was gifted to her by Canada. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So Trump, Trump is currently pushing trade tariffs on Canada, okay. as he is the rest of the country. But yeah. he also is publicly not a fan of Canada and their current administration, yeah. and will slag them off any chance he gets. So <laughs> she, she 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 rolled out the Canada brooch. Oh, nice! Which is in the shape of a snowflake. <gasps> and as you know, people who Trump doesn't like are often called snowflakes. Oh! <laughs> Oh, every minute I'm becoming more of a royalist. <laughs> Take my taxes, queen, and spend them on brooches. <laughs> Beautiful, sassy, shady brooches. Oh, oh, it's amazing. Well, are you ready for brooch number three? Yeah. <clears throat> so, the third brooch was when Trump came to tea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that sounds like a children's book when Trump came when to Trump tea. Came for tea. When so when Bro- when Trump came to have tea with the Queen, mm-hmm. she wore a very fancy diamond brooch that was uh passed down from the Queen Mother. Mm-hmm. But it's also the brooch that the Queen Mother famously wore at the funeral of King George the Sixth. <gasps> so she wore the brooch that was worn at her grandfather's funeral. Oh when she was having tea with Trump. Oh the shade! The shade! <laughs> Do you think, what do you think? Do you think that's a coincidence? Or do you think she's got a big Excel document with all of her? <laughs> <laughs> what do I want to say with all my jewels? I mean, Which is the sassiest jewel? Which uh, jewel? Mm, <laughs> like, if, I mean, if she could wear like a little enamel badge that just like... <laughs> and the, 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 the Trump baby balloon. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's amazing, isn't it? I really hope it, it is the case. Because, I mean, it, I mean, it's a very... It's a really strong case, isn't it? <laughs> and like, I mean, it's definitely possible that too much has been read into it. Yeah. But at the end, it does make a compelling story. Well, yeah, exactly. Especially, I mean, especially with like, it's. I just think, especially with like the Obama brooch, I feel like that is like proper on the nose, isn't mm. it? Because it's like, I mean, they, they, she probably got so many other brooches that were given to her by an American ambassador that she could have chosen from. Well, exactly. she, chose, she went for the Obama one. Yeah, exactly. The fact that, like... Which I think is actually not, like, as fancy as... A, it's, it, it's sort of made from, like, more humble materials than most of her really? other... It's not quite as blingy. Oh, because the Obamas are humble and brilliant. <laughs> and I really want Michelle Obama to run for, for presidency, even though I know it'll only be heartbreaking, but she really should. She has the arms of a leader. <laughs> the um, arms of a leader? Yeah. Have you not seen her arms? They're no. just... Oh, a powerful Inspiring. joke. Beautiful, powerful arms, powerful politics. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, it's just so heartening because I think it's made, it has properly like made me like the Queen like a hundred percent more. I mean, that on top of like the crown, <laughs> I'm now fully on board. I'm yeah, like, you did a, a one eighty <laughs> on republicanism and royalism. I mean, oh yeah, I'm just like, well, if she ultimately, I'm a fickle creature, and if. <laughs> If you can speak to me through jewels <laughs> and costumes... Uh, you're talking my language. Then I'm like, yes. <laughs> now, this isn't... Did you see the um, the hat she wore when she opened Parliament um, the year after Brexit? <laughs> no. Okay. So, basically, this is... There is possibly... Again, mm. this is real subjecture, conjecture. Yeah. But there's possibly some uh, precedent about the Queen <laughs> subtly giving political I, Okay, so I've not seen this picture and I'm really hoping it's like a coffin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's like a... <laughs> She's wearing like some crazy like England flag with just like, just torn apart on her head. <gasps> oh, wow. 
Oh, it's it's the EU. Oh, yes, it's a blue hat. Oh, Queenie with little yellow flowers in a circle. Oh, it's too close. It's got to be right. It's amazing. Oh, I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Again, like rationally speaking, I'm a Republican. the, The setup is weird, but again. I love it. <laughs> I mean, this is amazing. I mean, it's just, oh, I just think kudos to her for like just using, like using the power of like what she wears to just like communicate. It's, yeah. inc- it's incredible. Again, I know that we're probably reading like a bit too much in, in, into it and maybe, and then she's also like 90, so maybe she's just like, I want to wear a blue hat. <laughs> I like blue hats and, and <laughs> with little yellow flowers on. <laughs> or or she's got her or the queen has like a uh, private dresser <laughs> yeah. taking every opportunity they can to sneak in that's some... amazing yeah well she's got just a really really lefty like dresser lady who's just like <laughs> I'll make the most political this... hat in the world <laughs> and then those MPs will eat it yeah and they'll just take it all in I mean that's 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 that is amazing <laughs> and like oh because this is such a it, as I said, I'm really conflicted about the royal family because wonderful hats, but also outdated system. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, it kind of goes to show the fact that, like, the only way that she can co- truly communicate her true feelings is through not, through a hat and through a brooch. That's quite sad. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? The fact that, like, I mean, it's an incredible testament to her, like, willpower and the fact that she has been, like, on the throne for nearly 70 years mm. and she has to been has been, remained a political yeah do you know what i mean i mean and that's there's probably so many times where she's want to go like just stop it yeah yeah you stop big, being idiots you big fool you big, oh. <laughs> um i mean if you watch the crown then you kind of get a little glimpse that maybe she has been a little bit sassy but like yeah i mean to be to remain totally apolitical and like a figurehead of of the royal family that is incredible but it is also complete nonsense that the fact that she can only communicate herself through mm. clothing i mean that's so archaic and especially oh i'm, I'm gonna get a little bit <clears throat> a bit soapbox here but like especially i guess as a woman yeah. who is like the head of state she's just there to look pretty and she's just there to look pretty but the fact that she's been able to use fashion and her brooches as a way to communicate is incredible but also outdated and I'm a bit conflicted. I don't know, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's like it shouldn't be. A, it's 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 an amazing solution to a problem that shouldn't exist. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's it's wonderful that it's something that she can still do. But I hope that in the future that's not the case, and that yeah. like women who are in power, like no one gives a shit about what they wear, and mm. they only just like care about what they do and their actions. I hope that's the future. Maybe maybe one day she'll abdicate the throne, and then they'll just be like. <gasps> <laughs> Churchill was a dick. Margaret Thatcher had terrible breath. Blair was creepy. <laughs> just let it all out. I really. Oh, that would be amazing if, like, or, or if, like, if maybe, like, she released a letter. As she, I mean, this is a bit bleak, but as she passed away, yeah, just gave her like her like personal letters are leaked, <laughs> and then it's just like he's a dick. This happened. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that yeah. would be kind of amazing, but. um yeah, so fascinating. And yeah, has made me like the Queen like a hundred percent more. And like and also, in a way, I'm kinda like I I've put my taxes towards her jewels and her lifestyle. I'm glad she's putting them to good use. <laughs> yeah. And being a sassy queen. Especially when Trump walked ahead of her and just oh, like that was a, such a wonderful little oh, vignette. Yeah, exactly. Just like just being a total ass and just like because at the end of the day she's still like a 90 year old woman yeah like regardless of whether she's the queen just be nice to a 90 year old woman like (laughs) i mean like as i said (laughs) despite what i've said probably sounds very royalist (laughs) but like i don't know i would still treat her nicely even though i don't really believe in the monarchy because it's just because she's a nice it's it's nice to be nice to people especially frail old women. i know but this is the thing because i keep thinking (laughs) so with trump i keep being like just going there's got to be something something that's like a bit redeeming about him like do you know what i mean like anything Hmm. something do you know what i mean like even with theresa may i really do not care for the lady but do you know what i mean i'm like well she wears nice shoes (laughs) do you know what i mean sometimes and like do you know what i mean she's had to do a hard thing and i mean i don't like her but do you know what i mean like i can still kind of 
just about reach for like Trying, yeah. for like redeeming things of just like to humanize her but like with trump i cannot find a thing that makes me go oh you're you're a you're a, you're a person yeah you are a human <laughs> i think that was me been like shut up about trump <laughs> we got it you don't like him <laughs> So that's good news for brooches. Nice. Oh, brilliant story. Um, yeah, so shall I tell you about where you can find us? And all that, yes, please. All that kind of stuff. So um, you can find us on SoundCloud, Twitter and Facebook all at at Scusbert's pod. Great. Yeah. And you can find uh, me at uh, at Mr. JC Lawrence. And you can find me at Captain Row. And we are, well, we're trying to put a little bit more love and care and attention into our Twitter feed. So if if anyone has any questions for us, yeah, like just bung them our way. Like at us. at us. At us, bro. Yeah, at us. And just say, what's going on? <laughs> Who's your cat? <laughs> Why is she getting so chatty? <laughs> Um, yeah, and we also and we also started a thing where uh, it's called Fan Out Friday, which I had to explain to Joe, <laughs> yeah. even though he liked the tweet. <laughs> he likes the tweet, and then asked me, "I don't understand." <laughs> which <laughs> I don't, I don't do social media good. <laughs> um, so I sort of think it's called Fan Out Friday, and every Friday um, we're going to put out a thing that we've really enjoyed that week. Um, and yeah, our, our recommendations. Yeah, so I think this week we've recommended Brett Goldstein's new podcast, which is called uh, Buried Buried with My Favourite Films, Buried with My Films. And it's kind of like a Desert Island Discs with films. Mm. And um, it's really good. The first few episodes out have been really fun. Um, yeah, so I, that's that's our Fan Art Friday recommendation of the week. Nice. Yeah. And that's Skullbutt for another, I say week, month probably. Whatever. Month. Period Whatever. of time. <laughs> that's Skullbutt for this period of time. Oh! Oh, Sorry. So, also, we're going up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. and we're still trying to decide whether we want to do a Scuttlebutt episode while we're up there. Yes, maybe um, like just chatting about what comedy we've seen and stuff we've been doing. Yeah, and things that we've um, we've discovered. Yes, yeah, so we might kind of chat about that, and maybe you know, I don't know, maybe we might do a, a tiny recording on top of that big hill. What's that big? The big hill. hill. What's the Arthur big... seat. Arthur seat. <laughs> Which we've, I'm saying this so confidently yeah. that maybe... we'll get half, we may well just get halfway up and then decide that we're hungry and tired. Which may have happened to me before. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, again, little let us know on Twitter if you want to hear that. Um, and um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. See you Bye. later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>